Wall Street is now online, baby. That's right. Visit the GW District. Shop the very best in men's and women's apparel and accessories, home decor, office supplies, books, pantry items, and so much more. The GW District is a retail marketplace of black-owned products and media. We're both veteran and black-owned, and we're bringing you the best online shopping experience with products made by small businesses. Come and experience the GW District difference today at shopgwdistrict.com. That's shopgwdistrict.com. The GW District, a retail marketplace of black-owned products and media. That's right. That's right. Hey, do you enjoy the uh, pro wrestling punditry that we're giving you on Pilgrim Bond Wrestling? Well, guess what? You can get some extra pro wrestling punditry, as well as a deeper dive into pro wrestling. I'm talking about Pro Wrestling Spoke, a premium podcast on the premium smoke room on the lounge. For four ninety nine a month, one of five podcasts that you get to enjoy, and I'm talking about weekly. So subscribe to the Premium Smoke Room and check out Pro Wrestling Smoke, where me and Billy, yo, we gets it in and we discuss and debate different topics from the prettiest and the best looking belt of all time to modern wrestling. The Territory Days, Old School, what have you. He's the history, I'm the martyr. So, subscribe for $4.99 a month to the Premium Smoke Room and check out Pro Wrestling Smoke. Now, smoke that open. Hello. How you doing tonight, gorgeous? Good. (laughs) It has been a minute (laughs) since we had talked. It has been a minute. Definitely. No doubt. So, so how have your week been so far? Pretty good. Um, went to the pool today, got a little sunburn, so now I'm all tired out and stuff. Oh, poor thing. <laughs> I swear, man, that sunburn ain't no fucking joke. Yeah, and, and I live in Texas, so it's pretty bad. <laughs> man, y'all be having, y- y'all heat is like way, y'all heat is hot. Like, yeah. when we, if it's hot here, I know it's like scorching hot in Texas. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> Yes, it's it's been unbelievably hot lately. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, even with my job, I work in laundry, so you can imagine how to get back there. So I had to have the back door open mm. and the door going into the laundry room open so the air can come back there. And mm-hmm. um, and they too cheap to fix the fucking air condition. So yeah, Ugh. no, that's bad. So, so shoot. <laughs> so I just know it's just been like a crazy week for me or what have you. Uh, right now in the process of waiting to hear back from this apartment. Rent is ridiculous now, yo. Oh, it is yes. Ridiculous. And it kind of, someone brought up a good point that it's really because the Airbnb is now becoming a thing. Hmm. That a lot of these apartments are going up because of the fear that people will put their apartment on, you know, the market for Airbnb. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know how much of a fear that is. All they have to do is put it in their lease agreement that they can't yeah. do that and then you should be fine. Yeah. But I think I think they just kind of like even we're here like a one bedroom is now used to be like 800, maybe not at best. Now them suckers is like 12. Yeah. I know. Even here, we have pretty good um, cost of living, but it's still too high. Yeah, how y'all gas out there? Uh, we are at like four fifty now. Ooh, shoot. I don't even know <laughs> to get. Well, I don't have a car, so I don't really keep it with the gas. But I'm pretty sure it's high. It's just like, I mean, I get what it would mean with inflation, but sometimes they don't have to put the price up like that. They do that because they want to. Of course, yeah, capitalist greed. Yeah, greed is a motherfucker. So look, <laughs> let me do these particulars and we can get this thing on the road to give everybody what they want. Okay. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Smokers Lounge here on Anchor, the perfect app for anyone who's trying to start their own podcast career. All you got to do is download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm get yourself a profile. I'm your host, wonderful host, Kevin Arvis of a champ. Y'all know what it is. Fine. 
all my links with one link. Allmylinks.com backslash porn rap star. Also, let me tell you about my three wonderful sponsors. The first one being lsworld.com. Next up, eroticism mags. Go to eroticismmagazine.com, get yourself a subscription. And for you consumers as well as content creators, excitebunny.com, 90% profit for you content creators and for you consumers, a new place for you to consume your triple S content. You know, we're a proud member of the GW District Black Podcast Network. So go over to shopgwdistrict.com and buy products from over 500 Black-owned retailer shops and boutiques. Also, check me out on skyhawkafterdarktv.com as well as the BGP LLC app, which you can download on your phone or you can listen to their radio station on in your browser. So with that being said, I'm going to shove and let this legendary lady who has been up here umpteen times and back once again introduce herself. I am Danica Denali. And that's it. <laughs> She is a legend, a a a pioneer in the business, especially when it comes to the BBW genre, one of the the baddest in the game, of course, and everything. And we we didn't talk about everything since you've been on here. <laughs> I know. And you know, and and you're one of my favorites to talk to, <laughs> because you're gonna keep it real, and you're gonna keep it honest, and that's what I, I like about doing these podcasts and what I like about when they listen to us talk is that they hear that you ladies are more than just sex, that y'all mm-hmm. business women, that y'all are multifaceted. And do you think that like doing podcasts like this or even, you know, with even with some of these, you know, conventions like the X-Biz and the Exotica, well, the Exotica, do you think the fans get a sense of that sometimes? Um... It's very possible. I don't know. Uh, when we're at conventions and stuff, we're we're also pretty much on, mm. you know. So um, they would have to catch us like outside of the conventions, maybe like mm. walking out of the hotel or something to like really catch a glimpse of the real life. Mm. Yeah, because uh, do you think sometimes maybe conventions could do more to kind of? I mean, I understand that they really like, especially in the case of Exotic or ABN, their fan base. And of course, we have to keep the facade and, and the mask of being a celebrity porn star, model, you know, all that good stuff. But do you think they can do more to kind of, you know, humanize us even more so that the it, it, so that one, they can re- the fans will respect the business that we do, you know, period, even more right. like that of what they do with Hollywood. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I think that would be great. Yeah, because I, I mean, yeah, because I mean, because it's kind of like because people don't realize the business that y'all have to do, you know, just to do this business the, from mm-hmm. finding talent to work with, uh, negotiating work, you know, and pricing for your shoots and stuff like that, or what have you. Yeah. So it's like, so when you price your shoots, how do you price them, and what do you take into account with your pricing? Um. So I really only price the professional ones. Otherwise, I'm just shooting trade content. Mm-hmm. And um, the professional ones, I've been working with them so long that it's just kind of set now. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, so I don't really have to negotiate too much. But yeah, in the beginning, there was some negotiations. No doubt. So what are some of the mistakes girls make within negotiations that you have seen? Because... You got to tread that thin line of knowing your worth versus what the market gives your worth. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. Um, I would say, like, one of the worst things you could do is just, like, take the first offer. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're always going to start low and be like, this is what we're offering t- for you mm-hmm. to come here and all this stuff. But, you know, you don't want to overshoot either because they are paying for your flight and they are paying for your hotel. And in some cases, they pay for your testing. So you mm-hmm. got to kind of factor that in, too. But, yeah, yeah definitely but, picking the very first offer. Yeah, because it's kind of like when girls come in the game, should when they come in, should they focus? Because a lot of girls, they're looking for quick money. Let's keep it real. That's why they oh, yeah. sometimes jump into this shit. For so. Sure. And in this day and age, because you can attest to that, 
there are less companies that are doing paid gigs, and it's not just on the BBW side, just in general, you know, period. So it's kind of like when girls come in, should they even worry about trying to gain paid gigs and focus more on their content? Or, you know, how do they, when they come in, navigate the game? Um, it really depends on where they want to go. So I think when they first come in, they should really focus on their own content, making that, building it up um, into, you know, the name they want. And that way, when they do end up getting the paid stuff and, you know, being put on these huge websites with like hundreds of thousands of people that subscribe to those and they finally get the recognition that they've been working for, all these people have somewhere to go to see the content that they have been building. And so you don't want to, I mean, it's not bad to start out pro. That's what I did. So, <laughs> but I wasn't in the content creating genre yet. <laughs> that was not a thing at that moment. Well, I mean, but, but, I mean, when you think about when you came in, it 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 was think about it, when you came in, it was a lot that was out there for y'all because you had score, you had Rodney, you had mm-hmm. of course Jeff Models. If you really wanted to go there, I think you came in around the the, the tail end of of Evasive Angles and and West Coast Productions, the companies that actually went to to shoot BBWs in general, mm-hmm. you know, period, and to highlight them. So it was it because really a lot of the time the girls really use porn to, to boost their escorting. A lot of times, especially the BBW. Oh, yeah, yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah, because because they were always taught that regardless of where you started before you got in porn, once you do porn, now your pricing can go up. Now you can charge more because <laughs> they're not paying for you know, a star. Yeah. That but, porn star experience. Yep. Yeah. So, and, um, and to me, it, it's kind of like, you really didn't need content per se. You right. feel what I'm saying? Yep. You didn't. Yeah. Because I mean, it, but, but, I mean, because even where the game was set up, it, it, they didn't tell you, they won't go and tell you, you need to do content because our moon producers, when back in 2010 was like, no, tell your girls to put out their own shit because it's going to dry up here out, out here at some point. You know, but yeah. so I kind of knew shit was coming down the pike of what was going to happen. Even to the point of even how much girls used to get paid when the BBW genre first started popping, you know, point in general to, you know, what, what, what might be the pay rate now. You know, period. So, but nah, it's I tell anybody, if you want to make money, it's content. There's no royalties in this shit. <laughs> no, no, there are no royalties. Yeah, if you oh make God. money, you got to make the content. If you, It's good to have the professional <sighs> stuff on your side, too. Yeah. But that helps put your name out there as well. But, yeah, if you want the money, you got to make the content. <clears throat> I'm so sorry. I'm sitting here smoking. It's a smoker's lounge. I apologize. But <laughs> but no, but I mean, but also too, you came in professional. So uh-huh. to me, you never stepped below that. Um, I did a little bit, but not not a lot. I I had a page what on Southern you, Charms for a little while. But I'm gonna ask you this, what'd you consider below? Below professional? Yeah. I mean, is it is it the way you were shooting? Um, oh, yeah. Is it because oh, it was the way you were shooting? Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Explain. Um, well, everything everything I was shooting before professional was just solo stuff and just mm-hmm. on this little crappy digital camera <laughs> <laughs> and um, very bad lighting, you know. Yeah, absolutely. What you're saying. Super amateur stuff. <laughs> yeah. But see, I mean, I ain't gonna front, but we used to do amateur shit just for a change of pace. Just, mm-hmm. to, you know, it, it, versus it became the norm, you know what I'm saying? Because even with me, like, my POVs, I made it purposely amateurish because mm-hmm. I wanted to give that fan, like, that in-the-room experience, even with the camera, you know, period. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like how the game even changed what was the norm, which was the quality that we was accustomed to, kind of fell to the wayside. Hmm. 
Yeah. No period. I mean, don't get it twisted. There's still great quality out there. I mean, you're the perfect example. <laughs> I mean, let's keep it one hundred. But it's kind of like with with you, you make it a point to stay to that level. You feel me? Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But here's the question. Why? <laughs> Why do I stay at that level? Yes, ma'am. Um, for me, I really feel like it's just because that's that's the level I started at and that's where I wanna keep it. Like mm -hmm. I don't want to do less, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 kinda I mean it's as you advance in this game, when they see you advance, they want to see you at that level for mm -hmm. the most part. Because it's kind of like I tell anybody, you don't want to kill the fantasy. Once you kill the fantasy, you lose your fan base quick. Yeah. You know, and and that's why it's important with your brand. And that's why I tell females, never feel sorry for making a decision for your brand, whether it's a male talent that you might turn away because he doesn't fit your brand. It is mm -hmm. okay to say that, you know, period. Do you think females should be more open and willing to say no to a talent if he doesn't fit the brand versus I'm just going to just do it um, because I don't want to hurt his feelings or, or you know, everybody else shoot with this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Speak to that. Um, yeah, definitely. We should, we should always be willing to say no. I, I've <laughs> turned down a lot of guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot of them who I just didn't feel would, really fit in it mm -hmm. didn't wouldn't work out mm -hmm. and so yeah definitely you can't just if it's not gonna potentially make you the money and it's mm -hmm. not gonna make sense then just then don't do it yeah and i've also been turned down a lot of a lot of guys have been like sorry i just don't feel like it yeah. fit in with my whole brand or whatever and i'm just like okay that's cool you're probably right. So, I don't know. <laughs> so it's a lot of people don't know how to handle the nose. Oh, I know. It's, and and it's ridiculous because especially on the man side. I know, you know they get so mean. Yeah, but I've see, had but so see, many turn around and be like, "You're fat and ugly anyway." <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was so fat and ugly that you hit me up in my DM <laughs> to shoot with me, but I'm fat and ugly. I said no, uh -huh. but see, no, but 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 they don't realize that. Sometimes don't burn a bridge you ain't willing to cross it again. Yeah, you know exactly. Yeah, because even with me, even if a girl said no at that time, mm -hmm. I might catch you at a time where she might say, Yeah. You know, yeah, period. I have a perfect example of that. There was a guy who contacted me three years ago, maybe. And um, before the pandemic and uh, was asking about shooting and stuff. And I said, no, at the time I was like, no, I don't really think it's going to do a lot for me. It's not going to really help me move forward. He's mm -hmm. like, okay, that's cool. Um, mm -hmm. Fast forward. Now that guy was Finney of Booby university. <laughs> mm -hmm. And now we have done so much work together and he is one of my absolute best friends and favorite guys in the industry. Finney is working yeah. on AVN award nomination. I oh seriously. my God, yes. <laughs> he, he, he's working on that shit strong, yo. Uh -huh. it's, it's just crazy to see the maturation of him within a short period of time. I know. It's kind of in our way. It's been great. <laughs> yeah. You, you don't get it twisted because I remember your first year coming out. It was like I was just seeing you pop up. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I, I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> I mean, that first year. Yeah, but I mean, but it's it's kind of like it was a trial by error. Oh and yeah, I, definitely. To be honest with you, because th there was no, there was no podcast to tell you how, like my podcast to tell you how to get in the business. You get talked uh, to the no. guy, <laughs> who can fucking tell you how to get in the goddamn business and how to contact and get opportunity <laughs> shoot. You know what I'm saying? No, we had to find out, but we also had to talk to other people. Mm -hmm. I remember the Dame Streets, uh, Kev Cash, um, Fashion, who was who used to do black market and all that, and used to shoot for Pinky back in the day, and. And it, it that's how I learned how to shoot and learned 
the business per se, what have you. What's some of the people that kind of along the way gave you some knowledge to help you in along the way in this business? Oh gosh. There are just so many. Um, um let's see. There's way one that back, stick out in the mind. There's yeah, one that stick out. Yeah. Um, way back in the very beginning, um, Angela White helped me. Damn, that's a name right there. <laughs> yeah, we followed each other on Facebook and um I that it was right when I got the opportunity to shoot with score. I had posted all over Facebook and I was so excited. And she's like, Oh my God, that's great. I shot with them too. They were my first one and all this stuff. And so we were pretty good friends back then. I, I don't really know what happened. <laughs> we fell <laughs> out somehow. Yeah, I don't no, know. That's, that Facebook is what's crazy about the business too. <laughs> yeah, it, it's easy. That's crazy about the business. It's easy to fall out with somebody. Yeah, and I think, I mean, I don't think anything bad happened. I think, honestly, like, I had Facebook pages deleted, like, within yeah. days of opening them back then. And so I just lost a lot of people who oh, I just never found again. <laughs> I'm just saying, because I remember times I shoot with somebody, and I don't never hear from them or see them again. I don't even know if they even still breathing on the earth. I know. You know, it, yep. it's crazy. That's why, that's why all these damn rule changes came. It's like, do y'all take into account the motherfucker that been in for over a decade? I'm like, <laughs> do you think we just have their phone number? We're like, you know something? You know, I ain't shot with you in about 15 years, but you know, hey, can you send me a picture of you holding your ID? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? You know, period. Oh, my goodness. So, <laughs> so now let's get to, um, let's see here. Did you go to XBiz? Um, No. Okay, I was so. in Miami Beach during Xbiz, but I was working. I didn't get to go. Oh my god! Okay, what was you? Wait a second. So, so it's funny. She was in the vicinity Xbiz, <laughs> but what was you there because she was working? So, who you was working with? Uh, score. I was working with score. You were just score. Score's favorite. <laughs> I don't know about Do that. Do they still got the print mag? Do they still got the print mag or everything digital now? I have no idea. <laughs> Oh, the magazine. I think it is. Yeah, I think it's in print. I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure. Because cause I'm sorry. I used to get one every month. <laughs> every month. It, it was Score and Black Tails Mag. They were the two mags I always got. But anyway, but go ahead. What, yeah, what, tell us about I, your shoot with Score. Yeah, I think they still print. I don't know. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't, but I think they do. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, with Score, so I was in Miami beach for like three days, I think. And so two mm. of those days I shot with score and did <laughs> a bunch of work with them. And then the, the third day I was finally able to link up with a male talent that I had been trying desperately to shoot with since 2020, but he's European. So he doesn't live here. <laughs> oh, he God. you got some European flavor. Go ahead and shout him out. Shoot. Go yeah. Shoot out. Um, Prince Jean-Claude. Ooh. He's he's won XBiz and he's um won a bunch of mini vid little awards mm. and stuff. So oh my god. See, see, she 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 popping in Europe, people. <laughs> she international. International. <laughs> so so what was I mean it was uh, like mostly just boy girl stuff. Um uh -huh. what solo a boy girl. Yeah. So do they um, do solo with you anymore? Say that again. Do they even do solo with you anymore? Yes. So um, when, yeah, when I go there, it's one boy, girl, and then one solo each day. So, so they don't even change. Mm. There, there was no change. No. Yeah. See, that's interesting because people don't realize as much as people think it's progressive, they still, we, we, it, the business is conservative. They're going to stick to the formula that works for them. So, and I'm, I'm pretty sure you appeared in the magazine. So, um, I think so. They took a lot of pictures, so I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm talking about in the past. Come on. I, oh, I know in the, the past? In the yeah. Past. I'm in yeah, lots so, of old magazines. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, tell me about the first time you saw yourself in a score magazine. Um, I don't know. It was surreal. I was like, oh my God, I'm in a magazine. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> 
it, because I mean, because people don't realize score their print went all over the world. You know, yeah, it just, yeah. And we still we still have to shoot. Um, you're like when we do our pictures, we do a bunch of pictures before we do the actual video scene, mm-hmm. and um, we do regular pictures, and then we do UK pictures, which are a lot more um, censored. <laughs> Oh yes, ah. See, that's the other thing that people don't talk about is that, um, because I was explaining to somebody about when it came to these these uh, content sites, mm-hmm. and I told people, no, you need to have a clip for sale, even though clip for sale changed up because clip for sale is the most accepted one across the world. Mm-hmm. Um, because people don't realize that certain in certain countries, there's certain things you can show and you can't show. Right. You know, period. Like it, there's there's some countries where you can't show penetration. Yeah, um, that's that's what we what we do in our pictures. You cannot show any penetration and you cannot show the penis. Yes, yes, yes. So yeah, so it's lucky for us that we don't have to think about it but so much. <laughs> <laughs> Cause, because I know I know score it drive them nuts because cause because it's like at some time, especially with some of them things change too. Mm-hmm. Cause, cause I know, like, um, I think in India, I could be wrong, but India, like, you couldn't even show BJ. It's, oh wow! <laughs> t- 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 you just <laughs> well, I know some of that, some of the Asian porn too. Like, they yeah. they pixelate the the dicks. <laughs> yeah, it, it's kind of crazy. It's like, but see, but see, that's um, but that's a lot of stuff that people don't really have to worry about over here to take account or even think about. Because right. I even thought about how much profit that I lost when DVDs became n- not a thing anymore. Because mm-hmm. I tell people the serious business, seventy five percent of my profit was gone yeah. when, when when DVDs went away, especially when Christopher Sale shut down DVDs. Yeah, when um, when I had my booth in Chicago, I I took a poll on my OnlyFans and I was asking people like. Would you rather buy a CD of like a bunch of scenes, or would you rather buy like a thumb drive of a bunch of scenes? And they're like, "Yeah, thumb drive." <laughs> so it's kind of like they don't DVDs want... out. DVDs are out. Oh yeah, cause, because it's kind of like cause to the point that um, like if I ever had a booth, I would have had a thumb drive of my shit. Mm-hmm. You know, period. And it just seems like they don't want to remember billion shit or whatever. Now I remember it was still popping in UK for a minute. Um, when it shut down, when when it kind of slowed down over here, mm. um, but it's just crazy. People don't realize that's part of the reason why so many companies died out so fast because oh, yeah. they were depend upon DVDs. Yes, <laughs> yes. Oh my god! It was like I remember. It was just like I remember when Black Ice shut down, uh, Heatwave shut down. I was like, and even TT Boy, he tried to. Basically, I remember they tried to stick around because he turned this shit to a membership. Mm. But, but I, I wonder why they couldn't make the switch. What what was so hard? I don't know. Maybe trying to just get the websites up and running. You have to hire so many people to do so many things, and then trying to get what CC bill all set up or like some kind of credit card stuff. It's it's a lot of work, I'm sure. But, but I mean, they got the Mondays. <laughs> I mean, seriously, if you want to be honest, because think about it. <clears throat> we can contest this, even to this sense. Ladies did less and made a shitload of money, even on the content side. Mm-hmm. Be time where you can shoot twice a month. You good for like three to four, five months. Right. You know what I'm saying? You know, period. You ain't had to shoot as heavy. You know, period. Um, yeah. Some people only shot during convention time and or yeah. AVN time and they ate for a year. You Ooh, know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> People just don't <laughs> understand. Yeah, I used to shoot once a month and ate good. Yes. Ate good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> now you better be shooting about seven times a week. Oh my God. You, you better add webcam to it. Oh god. You might want to do a meet and greet or two. It's, it's kind of like that now. <laughs> you know, but but no, but yeah. people don't realize how much money was made when the DVD era was in. Because when you had a DVD, you made money. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. Oh my God. Oh. E- even if you went to the conventions and you had like I, like the score DVDs or what have you, and you sold them at your booth because some of the girls you do that shit, they made money. Oh even yeah. Even at the FBS and shit, you know. <laughs> so that's why I say people don't realize when I talk old school. Trust me. Speaking about conventions, tell me. Of course, you said you went to Exotica. Tell me about Exotica. Yeah, it was great. Um, it's the first time I had a booth of my own. Um, I didn't like it. Why you didn't like having your own booth? Like it, you had a booth, it, or, or was it? Okay, I'm asking this: Was it the work of the booth that you didn't like, or just having a booth? Um, it was it was everything combined. So there's definitely a lot of work to having your own booth. Um, you know, you have to set everything up every day, take it all down, you know, traveling with all of it. I still haven't gotten my banner back yet. <laughs> I had Jeez. a friend, I had a friend in Chicago and he's, he helped me take care of a lot of stuff. I for sure would not be able to do it by myself. Mm. Um, but it wasn't really the work part for me. It was sitting still. I cannot. Yeah. <laughs> sit at one booth for 10 hours <laughs> i um, wanted to i just wanted to like run around and scream like it was so awful i don't know how people do that i only left twice and i felt really bad because both times i came back and people were waiting for me to come back and i was like oh, I'm, <laughs> I had to leave. I'm sorry <laughs> it's it, it yeah it's a lot when you have like your own booth because it's like one not only are you talking about the booth the table the setup also the memorabilia that you got to have flyers mm-hmm. and 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 shit like that or if you want yep. to have DVDs or thumb drives or what have you um because um and then also pictures you know. Like, yeah. I mean, did they allow y'all to charge for pictures? Well, of course, I'm pretty sure of it. How did you yeah. price your pictures? Um, so like the I only brought five by sevens. I didn't bring any really big ones, but my five mm-hmm. by sevens were ten dollars each, and I would mm-hmm. sign them, you know. Mm-hmm. And then um, I also I also did selfies for five dollars each. <laughs> so. Oh my god! Some of them girls be having a million. Uh, a topless one is this much. Want me in the thong this much? <laughs> I mean, like, and they be getting it though. I ain't gonna front because it 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 like and two. If you have a booth or at a booth, they allow you to make money in there. Oh yes, know, for, for sure. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. I don't think anybody would buy a booth if you couldn't like sell your stuff. <laughs> oh no, no. But I mean, I'm talking about just like anybody just walking around couldn't just sell their shit. No. I mean, they could it. they could try. I mean, because at at some point, so my biggest selling item, I guess you could call it, was a motorboat. I was selling motorboats. <laughs> so, and at one point, I did walk around with a sign, mm-hmm. like motorboats, ten dollars. So I can see how some people could get away with doing that without having a booth, but yeah. Other things like pictures and stuff, selfies, sure, with people, but otherwise, other things would be more difficult. Yeah. So now you also, I'm pretty sure, did some shoots while you was in Chicago or what have you. So uh, before we get to the shoot, how did you balance doing shooting content and also running this booth? Because, like I, I said, <clears throat> go ahead. Yeah, um, I didn't actually. Um, yeah, I did not make any content while I was there at all because I didn't want, I I wanted my entire focus to be on the booth and the experience of having the booth and everything. And it was just, it, it really was a lot of work. And I'm glad I went that route because I would not have been able to handle doing a bunch of shoots because you have to get to the convention an hour before and yeah so i wouldn't have been able to handle all that (laughs) i'm glad i didn't yeah but see also also with having a booth it gives you a certain look um it's Mm -hmm. also it says that you have arrived um that (laughs) you're because because not everybody can get a booth and not everybody can have a booth yeah you know so is and also it makes the fans look at you in a different light. A little bit, yeah, it does. I'm pretty sure you noticed that. Oh yeah. 
Definitely. Yeah, Capri, you got a booth? Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, well, since you didn't do any content, like, did you attend, like, any of, like, because, I mean, I don't know necessarily what the booth, when, when you get a booth, what comes with it? So people can understand. Okay. So um, when you get the booth, so I, I got two VIP passes. <laughs> so I had one for myself and one for my helper. And then um, I can get six day passes. So I just, I mostly handed those out to other talent who needed to get in for whatever reason they didn't have any sponsorship. Yeah. But um, so you could do that. Um, You can also, there's nothing saying like you can't raffle them off the, you can't raffle off the tickets, you know, so you could do that kind of stuff and make your money before you even get to Exotica. Mm -hmm. Um. But also what came in, you, you mean like furniture and stuff in the booth? Yeah. Okay. So there was one table. Um, I didn't realize I was supposed to get a tall table, like counter height. Yeah. And I had a regular table. Um, and then you get two chairs and that's pretty much it. So they're, they're already curtained off. So you already have your like 10 by 10 space and, um, you know, all the curtains are there and then you get a sign on the back that says your name. Mm-hmm. Nice. And that's it, I believe. <laughs> because um because now I'm gonna ask you this is now when you get a booth, does it mean that you are considered a sponsor? Does it allow you to get into let's say certain events that the town oh. don't normally be able to walk into? Yes. So, um, with the VIP badge that, that gives you access to all of the official after parties, you just, you can just walk in. Um, and then also I forgot to mention that, um, when you buy a booth, you're put in all their announcements and their printed papers and on their maps and everything. So, you know, like people know you're coming and they can find you. Um, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I mean the the whole thing of when you when you get a booth is that they treat you as a business owner. Oh yeah, for um, sure, and that's facts. So and that like you, you, you have to have a you have to have a booth of some sort to be able to get in, like this meet and greet party that's at the very like the day before it starts and all that stuff. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, and in them parties, they're where the power brokers be at. <laughs> they're where some of them CEOs be at. Let's keep it 100. So it gives you opportunity to chit chat. Um, mm-hmm. Even talking, you know, you, you might run into the head of the bad dragon up in that motherfucking. And, and, right. Down the canally pussy. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, pretty, which, which I'm going to tell you what's funny. It's like, Do they ever make like a toy where they do get titty fuck? Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure they have that. Cause I always wondered because they always have like <laughs> the, the the dick pump and the, the yeah. And I know they have right. like you know they can you can make molds of your pussy and molds of your dick and stuff like that. Yeah. But I also know that they have like torso toys out there, so it's like. A whole torso is attached to the dick, you know? So, so I'm so, pretty so, sure so. they have a female version where they have like big titties that you could fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so so when we gonna get this so when we gonna have the Denali pussy. I know, right? That would be amazing. If anybody ever asked me that, like any company, I'd be like, Yes, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, um because I wonder how it would if they did their own, because because I, I guess you had to talk to manufacturers like a motherfucker. Probably, um, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, because I remember I talked to Thor, and he he he, mm-hmm. he, he has a bunch of till toes to sell. <laughs> I said, <laughs> yes. I said you're gonna have people around the world fucking you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah. but but it, but I think that's a bag that a lot of porn stars should be able to get into. I mean, because I'm very like. Even with even with me, if I was like within the party, I would even discuss like them being sponsored on the on, on the um, 
the podcast will have you. Because that's the one thing about being in the room like that is that when you hear the true inside of the business and yeah. how it works and how it and how it ticks. What's some of the things that you learned being within that room? Being in what room? Being within the room amongst the 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 the, the, the elite. Because oh, you, the, you had a booth. You had a booth. You you <laughs> at the meet and greet, you mean? Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, I, I mean, I didn't really learn anything. It was just like a pre-party <laughs> beforehand. Yeah. I got to meet people, but I, it wasn't like any kind of business meetings or anything. <laughs> but I mean, but but even to the point that you was in the room, it, it, it still put you in the spotlight to, okay, we need to watch her. Because it's you, 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 not everybody was in that room. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you, when you spend money, because uh-huh. you got to spend money to get the booth, yep. it changed the perspective of how people look at you. Right. Because now you're serious yeah. about your business. Yeah. Because, like I said, I mean, it's, it's, people don't realize sometimes the aesthetic can lead to more money. Mm hmm. Just, just, just the look of like, oh, okay, she got a booth. Okay, maybe yeah. we need to book her for more shoots. Right. <laughs> <Definitely>. <laughs> maybe not in America, but like, you know something? We might need to use medical analysis. She said, people was over there. And you then know? also, like, um, another perk of having your own booth is that all these podcasts walk around and yeah. they interview all the booth people. And so, um, you know, if you don't have a booth, you might get lucky and, and be interviewed by them. But for the most part, they just want to walk around and interview everybody with a booth. So that's also yeah. more exposure. So that's a good good thing to have, too. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, how did it feel to have so many fans just wanting to get motivated? Um, <laughs> it was fun. So, like, I had this spinning wheel and you had to pay $5 to spin it. And, um... Every time it spun, people were always like, motorboat, motorboat. Like, they're, like, you know, willing it to stop on motorboat. <laughs> and <laughs> after that, I was like, wow, okay, people really like that one. So I ended up making a sign that, like, they could do that. They could either spin the wheel for $5 and maybe have it land on motorboat, or they could just pay me 10 and do a motorboat. <laughs> because it's kind of like coming up with a way for people to come to your booth if they don't know you yeah yeah you know and, and how did you come up with that idea what made you think of that um I don't know. I was thinking about a lot of things. I'm like, what the hell am I going to put on this spinning wheel? Like, I had no clue. And I could only come up with like five or six things. And then um, I started thinking of other things. And I was like, oh, my God, I could do a motorboat. Like, I, I could do a spanking. Like, I could actually have physical prizes that they could win. That's not like a keychain or a picture. Yeah. So <laughs> I was like, I could do that there. And it's yeah, funny because the fans- because- I, I kept emailing the <laughs> the lady in charge and I'm like, can I do this? Can I do this? And like when she finally met me, she was like, Hey, you're Danica. I'm like, yeah. She's like, Do you have any questions? <laughs> like, no, I think we covered that. <laughs> it was like two or three times a week I was emailing her something. <laughs> I'm saying, because I mean, um <clears throat> because of course the fans want to interact. Part of that is touching. To a certain extent. Definitely. And how was the security in there? Um pretty good, I guess. I didn't really need security this time, so that was good. (laughs) She said this time, okay. (laughs) Oh yeah. I had to have security last year in New Jersey. Oh my goodness. I know. People are crazy. (laughs) But I mean, but um, Damn, I didn't realize you had a booth. I was like, oh shit. So yeah, I see why yeah. you didn't shoot. I, yeah. I can imagine all it takes to run a booth, believe me, you know, just to prep going into it and then each day and so did you did you uh of course you did all three days, right? Yep. Oh my goodness. So now are you planning to do the booth again? Um 
Possibly. So I don't think I'm going to do it again in Chicago, but I definitely want to try New Jersey and DC. So probably not this year, but maybe next year I'll do New Jersey. Yeah. Well, shoot. I mean, it's good to get the experience to give you an idea of how to, to work it. Yes. I mean, I and then like, probably the best one out of the three, I will probably continue to do. So yeah, we'll see. see. I can't. I can't just stop now just because I didn't like Chicago with a booth. You know, it could be totally yeah. different, uh, different locations. Yeah, but I mean, but I mean, it's kind of like with a booth, you miss it. Like this, the fun part is walking around that son of a bitch. Yeah, so you got walking a booth, around, you can't walk around. Friends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, hey. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you just you got to be at that booth. You know what I'm saying? And yes. it, it's kind of like that's why even with me, like if I ever did a booth, now I'm gonna have two or three other people with, uh, at the booth with me. I'm like, no, you gotta see the booth. Go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'll be back. I'll be right back. Yo, I'll be right back. Y'all go ahead and your shit in the booth. Yeah, yes. you know, period. Because it's kind of like when you're doing it yourself, like I said, you can't walk around, you know, right? You can't yeah, get a you train. Can't. right, exactly. <laughs> Especially if your booth you is popping. You feel bad because you come back and like these people are standing there just waiting for you to return. And I'm like, ah, shit, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Oh, my God. They just got it looking like, damn, where the hell were you? I know. I I just went to take a piss, damn it. Nobody came for 10 minutes. I just decided to leave. I'm sorry. (laughs) I wanted to just give you this money so I could just motorboat. (laughs) (laughs) I was. I was walking around with a sign trying to entice people to motorboat. (laughs) Well, I think well, nah, if you do it in New Jersey, you probably gonna be yeah, your your tears gonna be motorboated. Good, because I'm bringing I, that I, sign I, with I, me. <laughs> I'm gonna print, I'm gonna print a big sticker and put it on my chest. <laughs> I tell anybody, if you want to experience this, I can go to New Jersey. It's, it sounds funny because you think Miami's like that or whatever. No, no Miami's pff, Miami's not the best one. Oh I went not. back and forth on whether I was going to Miami, but like. I don't know. The universe came together and I got a free flight and I'm staying at a free Airbnb. So I was like, all right, I guess I'm going to Miami. Oh, man. I see. I mean, New Jersey. I went to both uh, Miami back in the day and New Jersey more recently, 2019. And I had more fun with New Jersey. And I didn't even hardly yes. do as much. Well, not, but see, with New Jersey, it was I was actually there to shoot. Miami, I would just spectate. But it was just, just the energy in New Jersey is way different than Miami. Miami, it was just like, bleh. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> so I'm, I don't, I'm not even going to really go to the expo very much in Miami. So I haven't even announced that I'm going to be there. I'm just basically going just to shoot a whole bunch of content with whoever I can manage to find there who's available. Because it is all last minute for me. So, so I mean, um, so how do you pace yourself with your shoots so that, you know what I'm saying, you don't wear yourself out or shoot yeah. too late? Um, um, I definitely don't do anything super early because, you know, you got to be ready for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, eat a good breakfast, you know. <laughs> but, um, I can probably do three a day, but then I'd have to do like two the next day. I wouldn't be able to do like three every day in a row. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's the most important thing because you can, even as a male talent, <laughs> you might lucky look up and somebody might background somebody or mm-hmm. in some case, I remember AVN motherfucker gets stuck out there an extra day because it snowed in New York. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and because of that, and your connector flight might be in New York, so you stranded. You don't even live in New York. Yeah. <laughs> so you might catch a little extra days where have you, you know, um, being able to be fresh for the shoots, each of the shoots, you know, yeah. so that um, especially when it comes to women, because y'all, t- y'all coach take a little bit more, t- pay more of a toll <laughs> than yes. our dicks do. Yes, lots and lots of peroxide and ice and anti-inflammatories, mm-hmm. lots of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. See, I tell people it's it's not as easy as you think. It's not as easy as you think. No. 
<laughs> so once again, another great show. I love talking to you. That's Aww. why I always love bringing you back. <laughs> so we always chop it up. Uh, yeah. That's I want to see one day if I can get your face on camera. Get okay. Your in smoke room. Everything sure. which is people soon to be six premium podcasts all for four ninety nine a month, each of them dropping weekly. And hmm. very soon it will be exclusively video. So that means the only way you see video will be on Spotify or Anchor. Subscribe today to the Premium Smoke Room. You know what it is. We get a little bit more nastier, dirtier, more candid and more honest and more real in the Premium Smoke Room. So, and she done been in the Premium Smoke Room, so y'all go ahead and subscribe. She got a bunch of episodes. Dropping some knowledge and keeping it real, too, because that's what I love about you. You, you. you ain't scared to keep it real. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said tell everybody where they can spend money on you uh, you can find everything at danicasboobs.com that will See. that takes you to my links page no doubt so what you got coming up anyway for, before we get up out of here um I really do not oh no I'm lying okay um the beginning of July, so the 1st through the 3rd, I am going to be attending this huge content, all-girl content party in Houston here. Um, where, I mean, I'm probably not shooting a whole bunch of girl-girl content, but there's going to be so many pictures. We have photographers there, and um, it's at a huge Airbnb There'll be a pool, all kinds of stuff. So that'll be fun. It's a three-day event, so I'll be there all three days. Nice. And then nice. after that, I don't have anything until Exotica, Miami. Most definitely. So, yeah. So, other words, yeah, yeah, y'all definitely be on the lookout for her Exotica, Miami. She'll probably be back on the show well before then, I'm pretty sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, people, you know how we end this all day, every day. Life is a learning experience. What's the point of the experience? If you didn't learn anything, smoke this over. Thank you for coming back to the lounge, baby girl. I can't wait to bring you back. Sure. Thanks for having me. No lie, this is the best dispensary in Oakland. They have a wide range of flour and eight starting as low as 15 bucks. Have a Heart is the premier recreational cannabis dispensary in Oakland. They carry only the best California-produced flour, cartridges, pre-rolls, and more. If you need help ordering, the dispensary staff is extensively trained to answer any and all questions you may have and help you find the best weed products specifically for you. They have great in-store options as well as in-store pickup where you order online and skip the line. They deliver cannabis to Oakland, Emeryville, Berkeley, San Leandro, and Alameda. They're located at 709 Broadway in Oakland, 94607. Monday through Sunday, 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. Great shop, great selection, great price, great people, great vibe.